1: And how you guys doing? Welcome to the show as usual. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button. Second half is coming up with China Dow's going to be a barn burner right there. How are you guys doing today? Hopefully you guys are doing good. This Sunday I'm going to start a series part 1 and 2 is this Sunday. The first one's going to pre- be a premiere. The second one's going to be alive. And we're going to be talking about the truth about brotherhood. And this is a good one right here to start it all out with. Cash is king, baby. Cash is king. Now, this don't all have to fall on the brotherhood type of idea. It's human nature. We all want money, and human nature is you're gonna do whatever you can for that money. It's about self preservation, people. Self preservation, and if anybody out there tells you it's not, they're lying to you. For example, say there's a hundred K on the line, and there's two people been best friends all their damn lives. Brothers. What do you think's going to happen? Those two supposed brothers are going to do whatever they can to get that hundred K. That's what's going to happen. It doesn't matter if they got to step over each other to get that money. Now, I know it would be great if the fantasy was true. Brotherhood overcomes everything. It's just not the case when you put a human nature into it. The equation, once that money gets into them, you know, once the Benjamins get in, people's mind go all messed up. It's like they become a predator. And everybody that's been associated with them becomes the prey. Because again, there's only one goal in mind. The prize at the end of the rainbow, if you want to put it that way. I've seen this time and time and time again. The streets are something funny. Everybody talks about alpha wolves and stuff like that. Cool. That You know, that's a biker, too. It is what it is. On the streets, though, it's at a different level. The goal at the end of the rainbow might be the same, but it gets more dangerous going that route, if you know what I mean. Come on. Look at Lake Mead right now, man. It's empty and its secrets, how barrels and barrels of bodies being found. But that just shows you money rules all. How does this pertain to a club? Now, mind you, this is for a small percentage. Small percentage. Money is the ultimate driver of what they're out for. They're not out to protect that patch. They're not out there to defend their brother's Hell, There was a book, and I'm not even mentioning the book because I ain't going to give it no airwaves, if you would. But somebody wanted to be a gangster. They wanted to be the boss of this city. So they felt that the club that they joined was going to be their stepping stone for their ultimate goal of being that gangster running that entire city. See, the problem with that was he was naive. Very naive. Now, you might have tried to use the connections of the club to get to the ones that are actually the bosses of Chicago because nobody but the outfit is out there. I don't care what you say. But to try to use the club to your advantage, which you said in your own words, shows everybody what they need to know about some of the motivations behind some of the people in the club. I ask you, is that brotherhood? I don't think so. That's why I believe brotherhood is very, very rare. Like we're going to talk this weekend. When people leave a club, all of a sudden they feel like they're outcast, even though there could be all kinds of reasons for that. you got to remember, you join them to be a brotherhood for your life, but regardless of what happened with you... You left, and now you're like, damn, I'm the outside looking in. It could be nobody's fault, but that's the way people think. But cash is a very interesting deal with inside a club. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but a lot of people in a club, they can't even pay their dues. It's really hard on them. But then there's the guys that always seem like they have the fist full of cash. They're out hustling. And hey, nothing against hustling, man. I believe in it 100%. Go out there, make your own way. I believe that 100%. But I don't believe that you use the club in in your pursuit for that. I don't believe you do that. Because that right there isn't brotherhood either. Especially if you're not giving them a cut. When you see in the news a lot of these guys that are making tons of money and get busted, you say to yourself, well, wait a second. You use the club for protection. You use the club for street cred. Nine times out of ten, you ain't throwing some uh, change their way. How uh, That's pretty messed up, if you ask me. But it goes to show you that it was about the almighty dollar that they were... Interested in. They weren't interested in you. They weren't interested in loyalty, honor, brotherhood, like it was all used to be said. They weren't interested in that. Because it's human nature to achieve your goal for yourself, they really don't care. And I think it's something that needs to be said. See, a lot of people. They'll tap dance around a subject like this. Or they'll be the type of people that say, no matter what, I believe in brotherhood without stepping back and looking at the whole picture. You have a lot of people that come out and say, well, clubs, you know, the politics, all the fighting, whatever. That's the number one theme that you hear out of everybody is the politics. Well, why is there politics in there if you're all supposed to be brothers? Why? Because people want to get to that next level. It makes them feel important, I guess. So you got power, you got money. And boy, do they go hand in hand. Power, money. That's how this world operates. If you got the money, you got the power. Why do you think almost every one of them people uh, over in Washington are millionaires? They don't need a $175,000 a year job. No, they don't. But what are they going for? They want the power. They got the money. So obviously that's the next thing that should follow. And I'd have to say the clubs kind of slipped into the trap. In the old days, to get support wear, you had to know the club, you had to hang with them. Now there's internet stores everywhere of, hey, let's get this, get this. It's like a collector's card type of thing with MC stuff. And I understand there's a lot of bills that come with being involved in MCs and it helps lighten the load on the membership's dues. The problem is, especially now, not so much 20 years ago, but now, when you got these people going online, they're causing you nothing but trouble. But you have to get that dollar to support yourselves. I get it. So it's a snafu type of situation. It's a trick bag. On one hand, you got to do something to make the money. On the other hand, it's costing you by these fools running around acting like they're in the club or they speak for the club. I don't know how many times I get those type of people crying and whining and bitching and complaining when there's stuff being done on the Internet as far as news is concerned. It's like, just go through some of my comment sections and you'll see it's like, damn, do you speak for the club? What the hell's going on here? But swinging it all the way back around, I believe this is a good introduction to what we're going to be talking about in that series. We're going to talk about the good and we're going to talk about the bad. And at the end of it, I hope there's enough debate where we can list the pros and cons. Because a lot of people, they're very interested in clubs. But what they don't do is the pros and the cons. So hopefully this series will help those learn a little bit about it. Anyway, we're going to go to the second half of the show right now with China Dow. We're going to listen to a cool ass music break. You listen to the second half over on Discord or on the app in Google Play, or you can replay the entire hour and a half episode, hour, 15 minutes, whatever it is, with China Dow on there on every major podcast platform. We'll be right back.
2: the king, baby.
0: You're going to need a bigger boat.
1: I love the smell of my pump in the morning.
0: Hey, where are the white women at?
1: Killer tunes that don't suck. W-M-M-R-D-B-Rockbird our thoughts and prayers go out to black dragon yesterday a wrong way driver plowed into a black sabbath pack and i guess there are some fatalities and stuff like that i'll find out more later on sad state of affairs sad state of affairs can't even ride your bike without... I wonder if he was drunk or on drugs, uh, whatever. But I'll find out uh, some more about that later on. Morning to my person that almost missed the show. And her name has to be China Dow.
3: What? I told you! My alarm went off. Instead of flipping it to snooze, I shut it off. Yeah, that means you didn't want to be on the show. No, I did want to be on the show. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm the one always waking you up. So, hey, look, the favor's been returned. I woke you up one day this week. You woke me up today. We're fine. Actually, Dark Soul woke my ass up this morning, man. (laughs) He called, and I was like, what? (laughs) You know, I don't know what it is. Man, I'm telling you, I got to put some kind of block on my phone when I'm sleeping. Because I've been rolling over on my phone. I did it yesterday, I think. And I I, I-, I dialed Dark Souls number <laughs> in my sleep. Man, oh My bad, Corey. <laughs>
1: anyway, we have uh, some information on Rumble in the Woods. If you want to come out to the Rumble, China Doll is the one organizing that one, because Hollywood's busy as hell. I've been, like, too busy lately. I'm staying up too late, and then I'm waking up too damn early.
3: Anyway, give us some info on the Rumble. Rumble in the Woods is September 15th through 18th. It is at Mississippi Palisades State Park. In Illinois, Savannah, I believe.
1: No, it's outside of Savannah. Well, it's
3: outside Savannah, okay, but it's in Illinois. Right. And it's going to be fun, and we're going to have a blast. We had a great time last year. Let's do it again. Make it twice. We're going to need... Twice s-
1: as nice. We're going to need somebody to lead the pack. Yeah. Hollywood cannot lead the pack. Uh, well, might as well tell everybody, yes? yes they're gonna take away me license yes they're gonna take away me license over some uh, seizures yes cocksuckers doesn't mean i ain't gonna drive or ride any damn way but (laughs) uh yeah so it's gonna be gone for a while we had to get them things under control Four
3: fun-filled days hanging out with China and Hollywood. <laughs> or, or just me. It's fine. Or just you, Or huh? just me. I shouldn't even
1: show up then. Is that what you're saying?
3: No, you could be there. It's fine. I'm just the afterthought. You could be there. It's your thing. I'm just doing most of it. It's fine. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, I'm going to get drunk again. Oh. And, and, and maybe fall in a fire pit. I don't know. It could happen. I almost Is it going to be here. lit?
1: what the fire pit yeah oh that would be awesome that was so funny
3: well you missed it because you went home <laughs> last year mm. i was drunk and almost fell in it was funny right and, and then dark souls uh shower bag i don't know how many friggin' times i walked into that well i don't know
1: about them uh, i got a camp uh that has no electricity Because I like roughing it, and you're all pissed off at me.
3: I said, you best be getting a generator because I got to have my phone. (laughs) The phone came up the first thing. That's about as much roughing it as I'm doing. I need a phone. If I'm sleeping in a tent, I get my phone. That's all I'm saying.
1: Actually, I'm looking around for a pop-up right now.
3: Oh, come on. What do you mean, come on? Come on. I like the tent. I don't like the tent. I know, that's why you came home and slept in the bed last year. <laughs> you know
1: why I don't like a tent? Because when I was younger with the club, all we did was sleep on the fucking ground. I'm too old for that shit now. Get a cot. Get a cot my ass. What? We got a mattress? Then I need one of them me? big ass tents that uh, Sunshine had.
3: Oh yeah, Sunshine's coming. She texted me yesterday.
1: That would be cool, getting one of them big ass tents. Maybe I should look into that instead of a pop-up. But the problem with me and you is we don't work good together. Not in the same thing, no. <laughs> in the tent, we're you know putting a tent up with me and hers like you know tent, World no. War Three.
3: The tent was fine. It was the screen thing that we had an issue with. That should have taken 15 minutes, and it took us two hours, and we were cussing at each other and throwing poles at each other. So, yeah, that was fun.
1: Yeah, me and you don't get along putting things together.
3: (laughs) Nope, that's why I wander off, and you could just put it up. Oh, oh. Yep. It happens. It happens. It will. I'm going to walk away. You put the tent up. See you later. I'm gonna go explore the campground <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, get into our subjects today. I have something funnier than shit coming out. You know when I talk about how companies they go broke when they go woke yeah, now Netflix has been having some issues 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 their stock has plummeted. They're in some trouble right now. And I have to admit, I kind of like Amazon Prime over Netflix. I also like 2 because it's free. And then you have the Roco channel, right? Anyway, you remember that bullshit that came out with Netflix and David Chappelle? Where everybody is like, he's transphobic. Well, Netflix put out a bunch of woke crap. And people have been saying, well, go fuck yourself. We're not watching this stupid shit. They got a movie on there about a man who had sex with a female and got pregnant. A man got pregnant. I don't understand.
3: Uh (laughs) He's probably transgender.
1: I don't give no fuck. A man don't get pregnant. They claim it's based on a real-life story. I don't believe it. It is. I don't believe it. It is. I think... uh, I don't... uh, A man can't do that.
3: That's because he's transgender. Whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? All I know
1: is Netflix said... Just came out with this. They fired... A major warning shot to its employees. You want to hear what they said? Yes. The company memo said very specifically there was an update to their policy called artistic expression. Mm -hmm. And it states that it will not censor specific artists or voices even if employees consider the content harmful. Quote, if you find it hard to support our content breadth, Netflix may not be the best place for you. They later added that employees may be required to work on projects that they perceive to be harmful, and if they are, are having a hard time accepting their work assignment, they might consider... Working somewhere else. Wow. Do you think people are finally waking up to this bullshit? Yes, maybe. A poll came out today saying 79% of Americans think this country is going in the wrong direction. Do you think the breaking point for all this woke bullshit and politically correct shit has finally ran its course where people are sick and tired of it. Because you have companies like Netflix last year, who bend to these radical, and by the way, by the way, they fired the leader of the trans organization within the company, who allegedly organized the walkout to protest the company. They fired her. Bye-bye. So companies are finally starting to see, well, wait a second. Our bottom lines are getting wrecked by these people. A small majority of these radicals we can't bend to anymore. Can't do it. Because then they say, "Well, hell, we're alienated half of the country." What are your thoughts on wokeism? I want to hear it, because it's actually funny. You got hit yesterday, not hit,
3: <laughs> not physically, but somebody I came. Verbal-
1: in. I got verbally hit. Somebody came in because of the gas prices. Yeah, and went at you, Hardcore. saying.
3: How do you like Biden now? And you didn't even vote. No, he, look, he he looked me straight in the face and he goes, I hope you're fucking proud of yourself. I'm like, what? What did I do? I'm like, what? Yeah, I guess I am. What What did I do? And he's like, well, you voted for this asshole, right? And I'm, I'm, I didn't vote. I'm not even registered. <laughs> like, I didn't vote for Biden. He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, dude, I'm proud of myself for being me, yes, but I did not vote for Biden. I'm not even registered to vote. I think the backlash is going nuts. And I'm like, I actually yelled at you last night. Yeah. And, and then, I couldn't believe I did it. And then and then, he, and then I go, well, my daughter voted for him, but, but I didn't. You know? I actually got pissed at China now last night.
2: Huh.
1: And it's not even her fault. No, I didn't do it. I say China. What's the gas prices at? 470. I was like, what the
3: hell are you talking
1: about for I started going off on
3: her. <laughs> He's yelling at me over the gas prices, man. All I do is work there. <laughs> we actually I forgot to take a picture of that sign, but I'm getting one today. And we have the signs that it's not our fault for gas prices. It's not. But it's like we get yelled at every day. I, I don't know how many times we've had customers going and coming in saying, "So you're gonna raise them again today?" And be like, "I don't freaking know. All I do is answer the phone <laughs> with corporate calls
1: corporate calls." So that shows it. you it's it's real that 79 percent say no, and people are tired of a small majority. I'm talking small majority ruling over everybody. Yeah. It's just like that freaking dude. You know what? Dude's a dude, okay? <laughs> this Richard Levine, ugliest dude, even in a broads fucking dress up, says that doctors agreed that it was good to help bring along a trans child. What, at fucking five years old? They st- What?
3: No. Some Some kids, some boys like wearing dresses.
1: That don't mean they're trans. No. Now, I miss the 80s a lot. I miss it. Yeah, I know. Not only the music, not only the whole culture of the 80s, but we didn't play bullshit back then. We didn't. We didn't play bullshit. We didn't sit here and bow down to a small majority. Hell, you had Eddie Murphy. Woo-woo!
3: po over!
1: over! And David Chappelle is the same guy like Eddie Murphy.
3: Yeah. I don't like him, but that's okay.
1: He's not as funny. No. Richard Pryor, Red Fox, all them guys is the ones I love. But do you see the culture shock between us? It's funny. My kids look at me like I'm the biggest asshole in the world. And it's normal for me because we grew up in that time period. And I'm an asshole anyway. Okay. Everything you, comes you, you natural. Need,
3: you need to define why
1: your kids think you're an asshole. Well, define it because I'm lost here.
3: <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck do I do? I mean, you're being a little too vague on why the kids think you're an asshole. Okay, uh, explain. And we're going to see
1: if our listeners agree if I'm in the wrong or not.
3: Go ahead. The kids call you say you're racist all the time. I'm um, between uh, you and the, uh, the. I don't even, I can't say the word. What? The N word. <laughs> and? I ain't saying it. I only apply, I applied that to everybody. I know, but I'm just saying that you say it a lot. <laughs> and 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 the and hom- homophobic.
1: How am I homophobic? I don't care what people do in their own house. Just don't push that shit on me.
3: Well, I don't think anybody's gonna hit on you in that way. <laughs> that's that, good because they
1: get punched in the mouth. They did.
3: <laughs> I'm taking you to a gay bar again. That you don't want to do that to me. I punch you in the mouth. It was fun the first time because you had no idea. So my kids think I'm the purest it's the, asshole. It's the comments and the wrong timing and <laughs> what what's the wrong timing? Dude, when we were driving around whitewater with yes. the two kids, both kids in the back seat and we're in this like weird area. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm not woke, I'm sorry.
1: I'm not a woke kind of guy.
3: And I don't know how many times you spit the N-word out. Because I don't even know what was going on. Because I'm driving, so I'm barely paying attention. And it was like, it was really a, a hick town. Right. But not really. Right. <laughs> it was like driving through the wrong side of Beloit. <laughs> it happens. And it was the N-word, left and right. And then your kids are in the backseat going, dude, you're fucking racist. You need to shut up. Then they're back there planning your death. Yeah, they were planning my death. See, they didn't grow up where I grew up. Well, you grew up around all Hispanics. Exactly. Where I grew up around all white people. It's a little different. It's way different. But I think the best is the kids in the back seat planning your death. <laughs> and, and it's hard to explain to them that I'm a, from a different generation. Well, and it's not just that. It's like you're the way, you know, your family's all from, like, West Virginia. You know, and it's like, it's a different way of life there. Exactly. And when I tell them,
1: not only because, you know, they love the Italian blood. Oh, the kids
3: love that part.
1: <laughs> but I also tell them, you got hillbilly in you, man.
3: And they get pissed, I mean the kids on your side are pretty much Italian and German, right, my side, they're mutts. and they try to take advantage of a lot of the nationalities on my side, you're but ma- they get they get
1: pissed because I say you're a hillbilly,
3: yeah, they get salty
1: because that's from my mother, our father's end, yeah, where the Italian is my months. mother, yeah. They love that part, God, do they love that part, especially when I had them in the city?
3: Yeah. They love the Italian. And our daughter's definitely the short Italian. Yeah,
1: she got uh, cursed. <laughs> those Italian jeans running through her. Uh-huh. Bussy so racist.: <laughs> Are you woke?:
3: uh, I don't know. I just I'm just me.
1: No, it's not just me. Are you woke? I
3: don't know. Am I? I mean, I could be retarded right now and be like, I'm barely awake. <laughs> do you believe
1: what? if a guy has balls, has a pecker, that's a man?
3: If a guy has balls and a pecker, yeah, that's usually what a man has. How do you define a woman? Me. Me. <laughs> a vagina and pussy pussy and fucking tits and can reproduce all that stuff and can stuff. have babies
1: yeah so you believe that's a woman
3: yeah now how can they dude, use dude you're like- really you're really gonna get me going with this topic <laughs> yes I am <laughs> oh man I'm a get haters go ahead why do they call you birthing people Instead of a mother or a woman, I don't know why the fuck they call them call women birthing people. I, isn't that they're more, considering it politically correct? But
1: that isn't politically correct because it makes you seem like that broad. You know, with the red and it looks like a pilgrim hat. What is that freaking series where all they do is the produce? Ba- yes, you? they produce babies. Uh. Which, hey, you know, if I stick my pecker in everybody, I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to get called out on that Put your
3: pecker away. Ain't that what birthing people is? Birthing people are people that have children. Now you're saying because... I ain't saying. Okay. They are saying... They are saying, yes. Whoever they are, they are saying that a transgender which in this case would be a female that is tra- is transitioning to male. Mhm. Why is it they always the ugly ones? Anyway, go ahead. Got pregnant mm-hmm. and is having a baby. Right. But it's but this person goes by he and, and is now considered a male.
1: Right. I'm all confused That's on that. That's why go it's ahead.
3: called a birthing person. And that's how it's a man having a baby because technically it's.
1: They don't a got fema- no natural balls fe- unless they got a big fem- clip.
3: Female body parts, but living their life as a male. Now, do you think what? that that small minority
1: should rule over us? No. Now, you know they would call you uh, anti trans, right?
3: But I'm not. But that's what they would call you from that answer. Well, of course. Why not? Isn't that how people roll? D-
1: is it starting
3: to upset
1: you, some of the stuff you're hearing?
3: A lot of stuff upsets me because it's like it doesn't make any sense on why people do are do it, doing the things the way they're doing. The, 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 the. Did you get that?
1: Yeah, hey, you're getting all... <laughs> why are you getting flustered? I want to know why you're getting flustered on this subject.
3: I don't know. Because I don't care what people look like on the outside. I don't. It's only the inside. It is. It's what's on the inside that counts. I don't care if it's a dude dressed as a chick or a chick dressed as a dude. I don't But you don't don't care. care. (laughs) But what about them pushing their beliefs on you now? Even though you don't care. No. I I mean, I don't care what they do in their personal lives. I don't even care if they're out at the bar and doing whatever they want to do. I don't care. But it's like, don't, yeah, don't push your shit on me. Nah, no, And that's what a lot of Americans have been feeling now,
1: is they're pushing their stuff on us. No, no.
3: I don't agree with people having that pushed on them.
1: And what has happened is these major corporations have been falling into that trap. Netflix is finally waking up and saying, well, you know what? We're getting our ass kicked here. Corporations, their first responsibility is to their shareholders. Yeah. As much as, like, Harley Davidson, people complain about the company. The problem is the company's there for its shareholders. Now they could do better in treating us well, but they're not going to because they got to make money. Mm -hmm. And now these corporations are saying, we're not making the money. And the shareholders and investors are all over our ass. We gotta stop this craziness. Look at what happened to Disney, because a few people bitched and complained about a law that was passed in Florida, which didn't mean what they said they were, it meant. They lost their self governance over there. They had it made there. But they went
3: with the wokeness, so now they're losing out. Um, you have you have actually a question made said to you in uh, Discord. What it says? Do you have any trans friends, Hollywood? No.
1: No, I don't. No. Mm mm. Why?
3: I don't know. They asked. <laughs> at
1: least that I don't know <laughs> they asked. I don't think it would be different for me I'd talk to them just I, like I, I would talk to you I
3: know I know uh, about a handful of transgenders but yeah
1: what is that by the way
3: What you go out to the bar and...
1: you're around a bunch of lesbians and you don't let me around
3: no uh well, because a lot of the lesbians are, you know... I can't even get them a chance to turn back freaking straight. Uh, well, some of them are butch. Those ain't the
1: ones I go for. No, no don't they, you. They, they
3: come after me, but...
1: <laughs> yeah, what is that? Uh, anyway. Oh, uh, no. Uh, no, I got no trans friends.
3: I don't know. But I treat any... them
1: just like I treat anybody else. If you're an asshole, I'm going to treat you like an asshole. If you're gonna push some shit on me, I'm gonna fucking call you an asshole. See, I have this problem that I have no filter. And that's just the way I was raised. You say what you mean. Yeah. I would I wouldn't be bad at him. Hey, you wanna go out, ride, do whatever? You go out there looking all girly and shit, that's fine. Doesn't affect me. But it's at the point where if you're trying to push some bullshit on me, it ain't working no more. Uh Uh-uh. If you're a male, you want to dress like a female, you want to suck on a pecker, that's you. But that ain't me. So don't try pushing that bullshit on me. If you want to discuss issues, we discuss issues. Just like a regular person.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense to me.
1: It does make sense. But they get to the point where they say, if you don't agree with me, you're a racist or you're transphobic.
3: That ain't right. Not to me. I mean, it shouldn't it always be all about the issues and not all about what they look like? It is supposed to be about that. You know what?
1: Something that nobody really knows about me is I value human life. I don't believe anybody should get hurt unless they absolutely uh, deserve it. I believe in an eye for an eye. I really do, which you would call karma. If it happens to them, it happens to you. But I don't like seeing people get hurt, I don't like seeing them get killed. And I don't believe because somebody wants to identify as a trans should be hurt. Because they're still a human damn being. They think. They feel. They have emotions. I would be no better if I bullied them. Than a regular bully. I would be no better.
3: Well, people that... Talk all kinds of crap about transgenders and stuff like that. I mean, that's bullying. No,
1: it isn't. I don't. If think it's so. to their face, why would I? Why no, is I'm it not... bullying if I'm saying it to their face? Um, forget it. No, it's not. Yeah. Forget it. No, See, you're not you're doing, listening. You're doing what they're doing. You do what they you're do. You're not listening. I'm okay, saying go ahead.
3: You're not. I'm saying you're not the type of person. That's going to make rude and obscene comments to their face about, you know, if it's a male dressed as a female, you're not going to sit there and be like, dude, you, you're not going to tell him to his face or would you? Dude, you have a dick. What the fuck you want a dress for?
1: No, I wouldn't do that. But if, when I got to know him, I would. <laughs> <laughs> if I got to know him, I, you know, I'm inquisitive. Very true. But you got to get to know the people first. Because you get to hear their side of the story. I like getting both sides of the story. And why are you fidgeting talking about this subject? I don't know. Why do you feel so uncomfortable? I don't understand why people feel uncomfortable about talking about this subject.
3: I'm not uncomfortable talking about this subject. Then why
1: are you fidgeting around?
3: I don't know. Or cooties
1: you might have you know you might have bugs no i don't shut up do you got bugs no do i gotta worry about something here no
3: rude ass
1: <laughs> i just noticed when we talk about hardcore subjects you get nervous and i like to know why
3: well because it depends on the hardcore subjects we're talking about if it's one that i sit here and go i don't know what the, f- i don't know what the fuck you're saying I'm going to get fidgety because of the fact that I have no clue what you're talking about, and I'm going to try and fake that I know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but then when we talk about, like, transgenders and all that stuff, you and I sometimes have an extremely different opinion on which it. Which is what? Everybody gets an opinion, which is what? I don't, I don't give a crap what, like, what... People want to be your tongue tied. Let's try to help. This I, I out seriously here. don't care if they want to be a male, a female, or both, or what. <laughs> I don't care. You don't care, just like I don't care. But does that give them the right to push their views on you? No, oh, and I already answered that. No, and most of them, I most of them don't. To be honest with you, I agree. It's the it's like that handful of them that are the ones pushing everything. It's not all of them. It's it's just a few. Now,
1: now, after the music break, you're going to find out why we had this discussion. And it's because the greatest generation. We're going to talk about some of the events that they had to live by. And as they age to what they are now how they think about these type of subjects, how they think about how most of the 18-year-old kids cry and whine about being worker bees having to go to work when during World War II, the men were fighting overseas and the women were in the factories helping the, the war effort. A lot of stuff on this one, a lot of stuff. Be right back. to chicago we got a full tank of gas half a pack of cigarettes it's dark and we're wearing sunglasses hit
0: it hey careful man there's a beverage here
1: huh? hey, uh, hey, man. we're gonna put the skitties in your Allen wickers you blonka do you know what he's saying w m m r d b rocker okay my grandmother Was a part of the silent generation, which is usually defined as somebody who was born between 28 and 1945. Mm -hmm. Why were they called the silent generation? Because as kids, they were expected to be seen and not heard. Right. They behaved a lot different than what you see now. They lived. Through a depression. They lived. Through World War II. They're the ones that gave birth. To the baby boomers. Like my mother. Your mother is a baby boomer. Yeah okay. And baby boomers are from 46 to 64. The events they had to see during their life really differs from what we have today. Now, if I brought this issue we were talking about in the first segment up to my grandmother, and even my mother, what would my grandmother have said? Now, remind you, she's this little four-foot fucking tits hanging down to her freaking knees, Italian... That don't mean words. Every time she got mad, especially at uh, China, now she'd be swearing in Italian so she wouldn't understand what she was saying. Not fair. <laughs> I am just saying. And I would sit over there laughing my ass off.
3: <laughs> it was not fair because let me tell you, I used to look at you and I'd look at your mom and be like, what is she saying? <laughs> I know it's not good because of the look on her face, but what what is she calling me right now? <laughs> Imagine growing up with that. Anyway,
1: what do you think she would say? As far as? The topic we were just d- discussing.
3: Oh, she'd be like, y'all need to shut up. She'd be cussing at us in Italian saying you guys are just wrong for talking about that.
1: And I think it's because of the cultural difference between then and now. Now, if you had the opportunity to jump in a time machine and go back to, say, the Roaring 20s, what would you think about then compared to now?
3: God. Then compared to now? Yeah. In the 20s.
1: The way the people thought, the way they acted,
3: it's a million times different now. I, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to say. It's, okay, this is gonna come across as mean. <laughs> things are, people are so more open minded with things now than back then. I'd have to say that people were very closed minded. What do you mean by close Well, they didn't have to. They didn't have to deal with all the stuff now. You, I mean, I I highly doubt in the twenties that they had to deal with uh, transgender people, mm-hmm. where now they're everywhere. And if it was somebody from the twenties living in this era, I think they'd be uh, confused and lost. Because of all the stuff going They
1: are on. living in this era now.
3: No, but I'm just saying if it was like back then. Right. They're, I mean, they, they're they they not going to agree with any of it.
1: But do you blame them? Do you call them
3: it's because xenophobic of, and all that? But it's because of how they grew up. Exactamundo. It's how they were raised. It's how they grew up. This stuff didn't exist like when they were young. Mm-hmm. It didn't. I mean, I'm sure it existed, but you just didn't hear about it, right? You know. So, I mean, so would it wrong uh, be wrong to call them this?
1: Would it be wrong for you to say, "Hey, you're xenophobic"? Is it wrong to say you were racist?
3: Is it wrong to call them
1: that? Yes. Because of the way they were raised and the environment they came from. People are going to call them that. But I'm saying, is it right? I don't think it's really right to call anybody any of that. I got a fucking pocket liberal sitting next
3: to me. Oh, my God, I am not. I don't think it's right to call anybody anything like that. But, I mean, I call you that racist all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. I do. I don't think it's right to call anybody that because everybody's going to have their own opinion of everything. And if you weren't brought up that way, you don't know any different. So why can't you tell the kids that about me? I always tell them it's because of how you were raised. And Corey, he'd, uh, our son, you know, he don't remember your dad. Right. And our daughter does, but our son doesn't because he the last time he saw him he was two, right? So he doesn't remember. Uh, but our daughter does, and her she felt the same way about him as she did. Yeah, she does you. <laughs> 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 she was nine when mm-hmm. she saw him the last time, so she <laughs> she felt the same way about him as you. But and she's like, and I think it's just the fact that. The younger generation, like those in their 20s and younger now.
1: They don't understand they don't, hardship they don't.
3: One. They don't understand how people were brought up, like, even when we were their age. You know, when we were in our teens and 20s, they, they don't get it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how much you explain it to them, they're just not going to get it. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Hooked on
1: Phonic Shrubhouse.
3: They're not gonna get it. It's like this is how we were brought up. I was brought up in a predominantly white neighborhood, mm. almost a hundred percent. So it's like when we moved when when we moved to Chicago, that's when I'm like, oh yeah, this is definitely the wrong side of the tracks for me. It's, it's not what I took me. It took me a while to get used to. Mm. But it's like now I'm just like whatever. <laughs> Do you think? The kids now could have been able to
1: accept and thrive in say, 1940.
3: the kids now yes no, they wouldn't be able to it they wouldn't be able to handle it.
1: And why is that? Because kids at their age back then worked they they worked at like 12. And they were taught a different set of morals. Yeah. Do you think our generation's what led to this? All this crap.
3: I don't know. I'm on the fence with that, to be honest with you. I don't know why. Partially yes and partially no. I think we raised our kids to be pussies. Um, My name, not I, well... we got one that's not (laughs) i'm not talking about our personal kids oh (laughs) i'm talking about their generation in general we raised a bunch of pussies okay well here's here's something that i thought was funny okay we went to our granddaughter's soccer game wednesday night right Mm -hmm. and one of the boys on the field if he got hit wrong with the ball like if it bounced off his like leg or his back or something he he started to cry and it's like, dude, really? And to me, that's like... Uh, and here I'm getting hit by baseballs in the face and laughing. But it's Well, I mean, when I grew up, I, I don't know how many times I got hit in the face with a soccer ball, but it's like, or, you know, beat up by my brothers. But it's like... Uh, and I'm looking, because I seen his dad was like a few people down from us, and his dad's just sitting there, you're fine, you're fine. I'm like... I'd be like, toughen up, you puss. Let's go. I'm like, seriously? I'm like, get him off the field. He's going to cry. I was like, why are you ra- why are you raising your kids to be punks? Mm-hmm. Some people but do. But then they'd look at you for
1: saying that. Right. And say, well, you have no compassion whatsoever. That goes back to the whole trophy deal. If... You lost, you lost, you accepted it
3: well see that's the other thing too is now nowadays when kids are in sports, everybody gets everybody gets a, a trophy like mm. everybody does, and it's like really because this is bogus because uh when I played sports and I know when you played sports, you got first second third, and everybody else nah you got nothing mm-hmm. And now everybody gets participation, but pro- how does trophies. that
1: prepare them for life in it, general? I don't
3: think it does. I don't think it does because they're not going to understand how to be, de- you know, how to take defeat. You know, like which is an, a
1: very important lesson in life.
3: And and a, like a lot of sports nowadays, and I, and I don't mean high school. I'm talking pre-high school because high school, then they start. It matters when you're in high school with sports, but pre-high school. It's like the kids aren't going to learn how to take defeat mm-hmm. the, whether you you know it's it, it's always about not how you, not whether you win or lose it's how you play the game. Mm. You know, it's like really but how is that preparing them for life? Mm-hmm. They have to learn to accept failure and learn from it and better themselves from it and they can't if they're not keeping score at a, a sporting event or if they're not playing the sport 100% by the rules and they're kind of making stuff up as they go along. It's like, they're not going to learn mm-hmm. do, doing that. They're, they're not, not going to learn. learn. It's like, how are they going to make it through life if they don't comprehend?
1: And that's where the silent generation and the baby boomers really showed the power of the United States. And I think that is actually, I'm sorry, the way the U.S. is supposed to be. We're not supposed to be all these pussies. We're not. How are we going to win against a Russia, even though they're getting their ass kicked, or, say, a China in a war? Mm -hmm. I remember... When I interviewed Gallagher's brother, he was the SEAL, that they were pissed that he shot a wounded enemy. Well, that's fucking war. What do you think they do to us? That's a soldier. You're there to kill. And my God, did I get some people say, Well, that just ain't right. Uh Bullshit! That ain't right. He's the enemy. He tried to kill you. Yeah, I agreed with Gallagher. Pop his ass. But that's where the newer generation would say, Well, how terrible a person I am. They don't understand life in general. And that's why when I looked at this subject today, I was like, you know what, what would my grandmother think of it? And it actually makes me feel more uh, comfortable seeing what she would have done. Because that's something I know. This country now, I don't know. I don't know it.
3: Who knows where it's going to go.
1: Well, I tell you what, it's going to get worse. We are living, and a lot of people, you know, we we were kids. But we lived through the Carter administration. It was fucking bad. But this one's ten times worse. Last night I said it. You can't even go anywhere on a fucking motorcycle with these gas prices.
3: Mm -mm. No, it's like I seen somebody pull up at the pump, and it was a Harley. He comes in, and he's like 20 on four. <laughs> and you never thought that would have happened. And I'm like, I looked, and I'm like, he's got a heart I mean, he had a nice big Harley, but I'm like, yeah, that kind of sucks. Remember when he used to be like $7? <laughs>
1: and now you got the, tank. <laughs> the food crisis.
3: Yeah. No baby
1: formula. So now you're going to see how the different generations handle the crisis. The, the silent uh, generation, they went through the fucking depression. Mm-hmm. Then the baby boomers with the rationing during World War II. Then the Carter years. And now they're going to go through something like that and be like, well, what the fuck happened? You mean my degree in societal and don't hurt my fucking feelings degree don't help me? Well, that's like, no, that's, it like don't.
3: that's like I sit here and I go, where the hell is this country going to be in just the next five years? You worried, and that's something you never did. No, but it, and and I don't go any further than five years, and I'm not thinking about where am I going to be in five years. I'm just wondering where where the hell is this country going to be in five years? It's scary, isn't it? Because of all the bullshit. Now it's like. Are we going to have to spend $10 for a loaf of bread in five years? Who the fuck knows? Hell, we're almost at $10 or $5 a gallon of gas. Well, it my work, it's $5 for a gallon of friggin' milk.
1: Unbelievable. It's time for Cards Against Humanity. Get your nastiness ready. Okay, Cards Against Humanity time. This is actually a fun run right here. And China Doll has some interesting questions for you
3: today. And some of you might remember some of these questions because let me tell you, I, I just busted my box of Cards of Humanity open and just. That's because wh- we got a lot of new people. We got a lot of new people. So I busted out some of the cards from back in the beginning because y'all had funny answers now. I, I'd love to see where they go this time. Alright, we are actually doing Cards of Humanity this time, so this is where, I don't care what your answer is, just make it funny or nasty. Nasty is always better. What do we got? What brought the orgy to a grinding halt? What brought the orgy to a grinding halt? Yes.
1: I would have to say somebody got the anal colon cleansed and it went all over the place.
3: And she forgot to cup and go.
1: And she forgot to cup and go. It went everywhere. I think that would bring an orgy to a close, don't you? Yeah.
3: (laughs) And since we're talking about a specific topic, I'd say a chick with a dick. Now see, you're transphobic. (laughs) That would make all the guys go, whoa, (laughs) what happened here? Whoops. (laughs)
1: Whoops! <laughs> no wonder she didn't want to take her pants off and just wanted to suck a pecker.
3: <laughs> that would bring it all to a hole. <laughs> I'd be like, "Fuck this!" I get... The girls would be like, "Whatever," and the guys would be like, No, we're done." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I figured it just fit with the topic. I'm, I just had to. It fits. Do you ever
1: notice that? It's always the hot ass chicks that are cupping and going.
3: Are you speaking of someone in general?
1: Not you. <laughs> oh, okay. But it's the hot ass chicks, am I right or wrong? We've seen it at the club. Oh yeah. They'd be running out that room and hoping the
3: bathroom was open. Mm-hmm. And and my favorite at the club was Oh my god, Ron Hall! <laughs>
1: We used to hear that all the time.
3: Yeah, it would make me laugh. I thought it was hilarious. It was great. Unless,
1: you know, it happened to you. Then it wasn't so hilarious.
3: No. If it happened to me, I'd be like throwing hands. <laughs> I don't even care. It's just wrong on so many levels.
1: What's some answers we got in there?
3: <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Stand in the loop. Ew. What? The all-you-can-eat buffet. The all-you-can-eat buffet? (laughs) Smells like pussy, smells like fish. (laughs) Oh,
1: I get it now. I get it. Crab
3: breakouts. (laughs)
1: Oh, my God, that would piss me off you, you know, you're sitting there, you're, you know, that's why you don't, that's why you don't screw anybody that has a bush nowadays. Terry
3: (laughs) Knops, John Holmes entered the room.
1: Yeah, all us guys would be like, fuck this, we're done. (laughs) While the broads are lining up.
3: Come on, it's fine.
1: (laughs) Come on. Yeah, it's fine until he's wrong, ho. (laughs)
3: <laughs> and you know, <laughs> go ahead, wrong hole, I'm throwing hands, you're throwing hands, I am throwing hands, it's over, let's go we're we're duking it out, duking it out, big time, mm. being pissed, uh throat punch you, donkey kick you, I don't care, no, no, thank you, no thank you, <laughs> no thank you, tackle bell. Chalupa Supreme. Who the hell, What are you eating lunch?
1: I don't <laughs> know. Like, I like that Chick-A-Flick sauce.
3: Oh my God. Chick-fil-A sauce.
1: Whatever. It happens. Stupid.
3: <laughs> we got time for one more question. All right. When all else fails, I can always masturbate too. Oh, you do it to magic, Mike. Yeah. Well, lately it's been Ed Sharon videos. What is that? Ed Sharon, he's a singer.
1: I don't know who he is.
3: Okay, well, then don't worry about it.
1: Now you're masturbating the videos? Yeah. Aw, oh, you're getting one step closer to Pornhub!
3: <laughs> and and something about Adele, her, her voice, when she sings. Hmm. Wow. The weirdness of Chinadel. What? so weird yeah i love it when my son walks by and goes ma i already know what you're doing you turn the damn tv up (laughs) he did that to me yeah last night and you're like turning red and shit like that (laughs) and and then he's like hey ma and i'm like fuck turn off my vibrator cover up with a blanket okay you can open the door (laughs) he's like (laughs) fuck hollywood what was that? Your asshole. Where's that duck? No, I ain't no duck. You fought it. Somebody <laughs> fought it. Woo. Fucking, he comes in the bedroom, our son. And he goes, Ma, you do the same thing I do when my radio's loud. That's when I'm. I mean, I'm jerking off too. So I mean, you do your thing. <laughs> I, I just wanted some granola bars, and you have them in your room.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! So What's the man. He came in. What's some answers? Nothing. Nothing. Okay, that's the end of that question. We know uh, that was a stupid one. I guess. Anyway, guys, we'll see you on Monday. Don't forget, uh, live at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube. And that's all for Motorcycle Madhouse this morning. Don't forget to go over to subscribe to our YouTube channel, install Insane Throttle TV's
2: channel over
1: on Roku, as well as go get the Insane Throttle radio app over on Google Play. Rock on! Until next time.